Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real by Caroline and Sophie. And chomping away next to me is one of my most favorite people. And she also happens to be one of the most brilliant women entrepreneurs, creator of MZ Skincare, genius doctor. So beyond being one of the best doctors I know for all females, males, and all our beauty desires. She's also a very, very special friend of mine. A very warm welcome to Miriam. Wow. Thank you so much, Caroline. I don't really know what to say to that. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. And can I just tell all you guys out there that we're sitting next to Miriam and Miriam has actually come in her operating overall scrubs. She has left her surgery to come here and spend the next hour with us on Keeping It Real, where we will be discussing everything that Miriam does. And to begin with, she's just come from doing an eye surgery. And the first thing Sophie said when she saw Miriam was, people keep saying to me that I need an eye Hood lift. lift yeah. I would love to know, Miriam, because I do know that eyes are your speciality beyond being the creator of the most incredible skincare which we will get back to but I'm very intrigued to know about the eyes because I do feel that even though I'm only 42 my eyes are definitely also the cause of the greatest anxiety for me in my face when is the right time to do something what should you do how can you prevent aging for as long as possible tell us all your secrets So it sounds like you want me to talk for the next hour straight because that's a big topic. So eyes are obviously the most common complaint that I see and it's the first sign of aging in most people generally. So what happens is is that because the skin around the eyes is so thin and so fragile, any aging happens there first before it happens on the thicker skins and is more commonly noticed because when you talk to someone, you most commonly look at their eyes, then their mouth and their nose. So it's kind of this triangle zigzag that our faces look at when we're looking at people. So eyes are the first place that we focus on. And you can have aging from hooded upper eyelids to 
thin crepey lower eyelid skin to lines that are called crow's feet, which are the wrinkles around the eyes when you smile. You can also have heavy eyebrows that make your eyelids look more angry. And then you also have generalized aging, which means the face starts to descend downward and you start to lose a little bit of volume and the bones on your face start to resorb slightly. So the anatomy from the structural bit, like the the bony portion, all the way up to the skin component, all are changing and fluctuating. I always say the people who come in to see me come in because there's something that's bothering them. So if you don't have anything that's bothering you, then I don't think that you should be coming to have anything done. But isn't that then because they've been using your wonderful skincare products? Because the very interesting thing is, and I remember very clearly when I was at boarding school, one of my dearest friends today, I was always so impressed every time she came home from a school holiday because she would be bringing in these humongous jars of all kinds of creams and potions. Her father lived in the States. And you know, at that time, all I was using was basically rose water, which my mother introduced to me when 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 I was very little and that was the way you cleaned your face was just with pure rose water and a very very simple moisturizer and I remember having lots of girlfriends who used really quite sophisticated products far before I ever did I do realize and totally understand that what you do a little bit like going to the gym the more you exercise the younger you are the better you will look the older you are and you've now created this incredible range of M- mz skincare which i'm thrilled to tell you all that is not only available online but you can get it in harrods it's even hit the states it's quite amazing at what age should people start thinking about the investment because it is an investment do i buy that pair of shoes or do i buy that face cream what you put on your face, how much does that actually really influence the way that you age? So I think it's really important to note that actually there's a lot of factors that influence aging. So one is lifestyle. So obviously prevention is key. Sun, we know the UVA and UVB rays are the number one instigator of aging. So sun protection is super important. Wearing sunglasses, wearing SPF, and constantly reapplying it. So if you can start that with your toddlers, that, that's actually where it should begin. <laughs> so you need to have, and we know that now. Maybe in our generation we didn't really know about how harmful all those rays were. We knew about skin cancer, but we didn't really know so much about the aging process. And now we know there's no exception and there's, you know, everybody should be wearing sunscreen every single day and everybody should be wearing sunglasses. Even our little, you know, four or five year olds, the sun is very damaging. I I mean, I was wearing my sunglasses in the rain today because it's so glary. Should you wear your sunglasses all the time? Yes. So actually, there are two different kinds of UV rays. There's UVA and UVB. UVA is what causes aging. So it's easy to remember UVA, A for aging, and UVB is burning. So when you get a suntan and when you're getting burnt, it's mostly the UVB (laughs) rays. So UVA doesn't need to have the sun out in order Mm -hmm. to, to have exposure to that. So on a cloud, cloudy day, on a rainy day, on any day, you will have the UVA, which is causing aging and also incidentally skin cancer, which is obviously more important than just the aging factor. But both of those are really important. So one is prevention with with sun protection and sunglasses. I've just remembered a really interesting thing. So I was away in Dubai, as you know, because we very cozily met up in Dubai. And I was sitting on the beach one morning uh, reading and my sister came up to me and said, are you absolutely crazy? You're wearing glasses while you're sitting there reading. And I was like, well, sweetheart, I can't see if I don't wear my glasses. And she said, did you know that if you wear spectacles reading in the sun, the sunlight actually magnifies through the... 
um, the prescription of your glasses and makes aging wow, I didn't know so that. much worse. Is See, that true, Miriam? I was horrified. Well, obviously, if you first of all, you should be wearing glasses because if you don't wear your glasses, you're going to be contributing to wrinkles. So people squint when they're not wearing their glasses. So, so it's do normal good. spectacles. Protect? So and no, normal spectacles do not so protect have unless they have uh, unless they have uh, UVA and UVB protection. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. it is imperative in all situations to have either the ones that you know change on their own or just have another pair of sunglasses that also have your reading lens in them as well. Mm, interesting. Okay, let's do that. So then there's obviously topical skincare that helps. So anything that locks in moisture, retinols that increase cell turnover and that helps stimulate collagen production, vitamin C that helps brighten and uh, serves as an antioxidant to protect against oxidative damage. All of these products are and ingredients are really important in in improving and maintaining your eye uh, texture and firmness as much as possible. But then you have to think of all the other things you do. Like there's sun, there's too much exercise, too much exercise, vigorous exercising where you're really straining. But you're using all of those muscles and you're straining, you're, you're creating we those lines. We were just talking about that. So actually running when you're older is probably is negative. not so great yeah. for the face. So it's low impact <laughs> exercising, bar classes, oh, yoga, um, anything that's not going to get you jumping around, but or straining, yeah, okay. so, or straining. You know, anything that creates the Valsalva, or where you're really tense and you're frowning, and you have these intense sort of, and also running. Usually, you're outside, so there's mm-hmm. the elements, there's the wind, mm-hmm. there's the rain, there's sunshine. So you have that weathered appearance yeah. in those those real true athletes. So. It's not the best thing for your skin, no. Okay. Of course, lifestyle too, you know, smoking, obviously, drinking, those are also mm-hmm. Massive things factors. that, yes. So what do you offer? I mean, I, I used to come and see you religiously, um, and I still come and see you occasionally now. But obviously, you do the aesthetical Botox and fillers. Um, actually, you did my under eye fillers which I've never done since so they've lasted for, for four time. years yes. and initially when we did them one eye reacted and you managed to dissolve it and then re-put it in so it didn't swell. so it doesn't swell which is amazing I didn't even know you could do that um, and you do all the other things to reduce fine lines and fill where you need I've to I've got fill. to say that one of my favorite favorite treatments that Miriam does because we've had a lot of chats Miriam and I about um about aging very naturally because mm-hmm. I believe in I love natural aging being very Scandinavian I just think it's beautiful and I think it's beautiful to see that you've lived a little bit and as I understand wrinkles is in fact the worst they are is is often due to to lack of exfoliation and Miriam does the most unbelievable treatment where she uses a peel that stays on the skin for a few minutes and once Miriam takes this off, she then gives 10, 15, 20 minutes, depends how lucky you are, of this incredible red light, which boosts collagen and just makes you look so bright and new. I want that. <laughs> we all want that. I'm coming out with that. I'm going to have one so that you can do it at home, oh actually, gosh. because I think... That's yes, amazing. Yes. Are you serious? Yes, that's, uh, that's... Are you making a light? I, I am. I've made a light. I'm oh, just... my God. When's it yes. ready? I'm not sure yet. As soon as it's ready, I'll send you both a, a oh nice little uh, multicolored light. Oh, 
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Tell us a little bit about your products. And, you know, there are obviously people out there who are very minded around cost of skincare because skincare is actually really, really expensive. If one was to choose just one product from your range that could really do a lot of things, what would it be? And Again, I'd love you to tell us a little bit about if you're just targeting your uh, eyes, this product is great. I mean, you've come out with this incredible foam, which I haven't got yet, which I cannot wait to use. It's this pale pink. I've seen it from a distance and it almost started talking to me. You can almost see that it just exfoliates your skin, even if you just use water. I mean, it looked incredible. As you know, I'm a big fan of all your products, especially your uh, the gold serum, the light the lift and luster omg guys this is one of the most incredible products because just putting it on i don't know what it is it does but it just makes your skin look like beautiful marble and this is the genius we're sitting with the creator tell us about your product so sweet so actually i always say the the most important thing with skincare is to choose something that you're going to stick with and you can be consistent with so keep it simple keep it manageable so that you can maintain a routine so there's nothing worse than starting on like 25 different things and then not being able to continue with any of them so have a nice cleanser have a nice antioxidants a moisturizer an spf if you can get those types of things in your skincare routine then you're really doing well and what do I like? I've created this range for women with myself in mind and the clients and my patients that I uh, have. So basically the ethos is to reveal, enhance, and protect the skin. And many skincare 
brands can do this as well. But the idea is that you need to reveal your beautiful skin by exfoliating gently. So you cleanse your skin twice a day, get rid of all the dead debris, the pollution, the makeup, the dead skin cells, so that anything that you put on top is actually going to be able to be penetrated. So if you have like grime sitting on your face and you put moisturizer on, well, I'm sorry to say that probably is not going to affect your skin. But is a normal cleanser enough for that? Is it enough to use a normal cleanser to really, really cleanse your skin? Or do you, as Dr. Lancer says, need to exfoliate every single day? When we were filming Ladies of London, we were actually all invited in to see him. He was having a day at Fennec. We all came in. We all had a consultation and he gave us all of his products. But what really struck me was that he said, um, I want people to exfoliate every morning and every evening. What do you think about that? Well, that's why my cleanser is an exfoliating cleanser, and I'm, it's filled with AHAs, which are called alpha-hydroxy acids. Do you agree? I absolutely do agree. You don't need to be aggressive. So uh, there's a difference between mechanical and chemical uh, exfoliation. So mechanical is when you're using an instrument, sort of like the, the Clarisonic brush, for instance. And a chemical one is more like my cleanser, which is you're using acids or some sort of chemical ingredient to help exfoliate. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason that I prefer chemical over a mechanical is that people tend to misuse them uh, and they can be too aggressive. They can do it for too long. They can cause micro injury to their skin. So instead of actually doing light exfoliation, they're, they're creating a little bit of damage. So you want to cause cleansing, not inflammation. So I do agree that you need to have a cleansed, exfoliated skin daily. And the reason for that is because every day we're shedding skin. We live in polluted cities. We're in London. There's pollen. There's, you know, traffic. There, there's everything. So we need to get all of that off before we can let nice uh, cleansers and their ingredients like the antioxidants, like the retinols, penetrate the skin. So I remember when I first got your cleanser, which I've got to say, I actually use Miriam's cleanser. And sometimes I put it on before I get in the bath. And I soak in my bath, sometimes even for half an hour. And it, it's actually quite amazing when you leave it on for half an hour. It's, it's as if this cleanser then becomes a mask and goes one or two skin levels deeper. Is that right? Well, it does function as that. So it's also a mask. So the, the beauty of what I try to create in my skincare is that it, everything is multifunctional. So you, the cleanser also can be as a mask. So you can use it twice a week to get a slightly deeper cleanse and exfoliation. So it's like having a very light peel at home. It's very hydrating. So the, the acids that are used help to keep the skin moist and to maintain hydration because the last thing you want is to strip your skin of the essential oils that help keep it supple. So really important. That's why, you know, if anything to start with uh, in my skincare <laughs> regimen, it would be the cleanser because then at least you are able to see your own beautiful new skin cells coming through and it would be able to get rid of all the grime that's sitting on your and face. And what do you think about these tools that you can buy now online that actually they're like mini needle rollers that you oh, put I over love your face? My, uh, yeah. So, that's so is that before you put your cleanser on so it no, goes deeper? No, that's no? after. So after. you should always cleanse your face. But cleanse your face first. That, that's basically microneedling. And yes. microneedling is collagen induction And you therapy. can do that on yourself. You can. There are at-home kits. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you know how to do it well, sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable because you're really creating these little micropunctures mm -hmm. into your skin so that you are creating the need for your body to create the cascade for healing. And in mm -hmm. that healing, you're creating new collagen and new skin. And do you put your product into the holes you then can, once you've done it? Depending okay. on what it is. So, so I like deeper. using, yes, so deeper penetration. Yeah. So for instance, um, vitamin C derivatives mm -hmm. or vitamin A, like a retinol, those are the type of things that you can place.
place on So you top. don't actually have to go and have a facial to do this. You can do you this can at do home. a lot of so, things. I think yeah. the trend right now is to have more at-home treatments. Absolutely. People are busy. They don't have time. Mm. They want to be able to do it at home. And absolutely, you can go... A facial, in my opinion, is super relaxing mm-hmm. and nice. But if you're using it for luxury. that, it's a luxury of time. Of time and money. And yeah. money. Uh, yeah. The both of them. Mm-hmm. You can do much more by buying a few things at home that you can do. And so do what would you time. suggest buying for home? So it depends on what you're trying to achieve. I do like... Um, Moisture, fresh, so, clean skin. So I think skin. having a, a nice cleanser slash doing a light uh, at-home peels mm-hmm. are very nice. Mm-hmm. I think microneedling, collagen induction therapy at home can be done as long as you don't do it too often. The other thing is, is oh, that okay. while often? all of these things are great, mm-hmm. overuse is also not great. So how so, often should you do the microneedling? I think once a week, once is, a week. is good enough. So, and you can and buy not, the standard... Amazon, it costs eight pounds. There are different air. ones, so there are different lengths of the uh, the actual needle. Oh, that, that, okay. So I would start off with the smallest, yeah. and then work your way up. And okay. I would uh, watch your skin as well. So if it's if you find, listen to yourself. If yeah. you feel that it's too harsh, then don't do it at and that And you do your face and your neck and your chest. You can do all of it. Okay. You, obviously, the 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 forehead and the chest and the hands they can all have collagen induction therapy however you have to be a little bit more careful in those areas because the skin is thinner and Mm -hmm. you have bone underneath it so it's a little bit more uncomfortable to do but yes you can uh, so mainly your cheeks your chin your nose your forehead i mean it's great for it's great for looking fresh it's great for scars it's Mm -hmm. great for rejuvenation it's you know it's it's just an overall it's a very nice at-home treatment okay i think the led lights are excellent too, right. which hopefully you'll be able to have mm-hmm. from me soon. So you have and the masks. microdermabrasing needle, you have the LED light. What would be so? Other? I would say so. Microdermabrasion is generally done at home, so I would mm-hmm. say a, a, a chemical exfoliant, like a mm-hmm. light peel, okay, um, microneedling, LED yep. light, and yep. um, also these at home masks that are very nice at creating and hi- maintaining hydration in the skin. So, to so you uh, get them in the you, packet, yes, and you, the oh, yeah. Miriam, yeah. tell them about your gold mask. Miriam creates this. What is it actually even made of? You get this gold face and. The feeling when you've had this on your skin for 20 I'm minutes. Actually, I'm actually oh, excited to get home and do this skin I'm, routine I, now. I can't, wait to, I can't <laughs> wait for you to try it. So basically, my gold mask is infused with hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid um, is one of the ingredients that helps keep the skin hydrated. Mm-hmm. It also is rich in nicotinamide, which is an ingredient that helps soothe the skin. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling that you're a little bit sunburned or you're, uh, you know, your skin is being a little bit reactive or inflammatory, nicotinamide helps uh, to calm the skin mm-hmm. and it also has a brightening agent in the form of vitamin C so it's a brightener so um, you know often people want hydrated skin that is glowing and not sallow and mm-hmm. so these ingredients help to, to do that the beauty of my mask is not a sheet mask so I find sheet masks can be a little bit difficult to use and they're mm-hmm. they're also that's they the one where you feel, stick your nose out. Yeah, and, well, yes, yeah, yeah. so they feel like paper, yeah. just paper that's been... Okay. Um, this collagen mask is thicker, so it's... Um, so it's it's a mask you lay it on your face. You lay it on your face. And, and it's made of... It's made of all these ingredients and okay. the collagen. But what's, so, what's the actual lining? What, what's the actual thing? It's, it's more of a... It's a, like a, it's a micro gel. So okay. it's, a, it's, a, a, it's gel. a collagen okay. gel type of... Um, Amazing. So it's not as thin. Okay. And it is infused with these ingredients and mm-hmm. you sit, keep it on. You can even put it in the refrigerator for maybe like five or 10 minutes. Mm. So for instance, if you have had 
you know, a day where you're feeling very swollen or puffy yeah. uh, after a big night out or uh, a, a meal heavy and, you know, mm -hmm. salt or something like that, you can put it on and Fantastic. it helps. It helps with just, swelling. And yes, oh, it helps amazing. with everything. So it's one of those things. It's great for the day before or the day after something important. Mm -hmm. It's great if you just want to have a little pick me up in 15 minutes. Your skin it feels instantly hydrated, lifted, mm. brighter. So Sounds amazing. Really I've got good. a question for you, Miriam, because. You know, when you hit the kind of 50 mark, I hear from a lot of people that that's when they really start considering having some kind of eye surgery, which I know is one of one of the things that you are renowned for across the world. What does it involve? I think I want to well, find absolutely. out. How can painful you do it is both it? Underneath? What's the recovery can time? Can you do it underneath? Can yeah. you do it on top? It's all quite frightening. I'm desperate to know. It's actually not frightening at all. It's it's always scary to to think about having something done around the eyes, but it's actually not painful. Mm -hmm. Upper eyelid surgery is where you remove the skin on the upper eyelids that becomes hooded. Um, sometimes it gets so hooded that it actually sits on your eyelashes. Sometimes it can even interfere in reading. It can make you feel tired. You can't you know you can't keep your eyelids up, so it creates forehead wrinkles because you are using therefore your brows to lift up your eyelids. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are a lot of different symptoms. It can affect your field of vision. Uh, functionally, it can affect your quality of life. Have you ever had it done? No. You I, have I know. I I'm mean, looking at your eyelids now and I'm so jealous. Yeah, but I have a different, there are different shapes of eyes. So I have the kind of eyelid that from a very young age, you could actually see a lot of my eyelid show. I'm in the minority of people. So I'm, it's also ethnicity. So I'm Iranian originally. And so because of the shape of my eye, I will need this at a later date than maybe somebody else who has like Giselle, the beautiful model who has beautiful, she's gorgeous, but you know, her upper eyelid is a little bit full and maybe she might need it earlier what than somebody think? else. If I definitely If you look at it. Sophie and I, I would love to have your completely honest yeah, opinion about when oh, we should be having, considering having this yeah. kind of surgery and what we can have done above and what we need to have done below. Okay, so I always say... It's never my place to say whether or not well, I, anybody we're giving needs you surgery. full permission. To I know, tell us. no, but what I what I always say is that something bothers you more days than not. Then mm. that's the time to have surgery for but, it. But actually, what I've done um, is just put a, a tiny bit of, bit of Botox to, to lift my lift. eye, so that it lifts the eye. And eventually, you won't be able to do that. No. So you can continue doing that mm. until you it doesn't work for you anymore. Right. And there will come a point where the Botox will not be enough to help elevate that lateral part of your brow, mm -hmm. and it will bother you, and you. You will maybe not feel tired, but then you'll look at yourself in the mirror and you'll say, you know, why do I look tired? Yeah. And it's because you have that little bit of so extra skin. what's the process? What do you so do? How long does an, it take? It's a half an hour surgery. Wow. It's done as an outpatient procedure. Wow. I do it at the Cadogan Clinic. Yeah. Um, it requires either local twilight mm -hmm. or general mm -hmm. i'd say most of my patients are either twilight or a very light general what's twilight twilight is when you don't have um general anesthetic is when you have something down your throat that protects your airway oh, in twilight you happens? are awake oh, yeah. <gasps> yes. i didn't know that and apparently and twilight is when you're awake but you have no idea. There's, they've given you medicine so that you don't know what's going on. You won't remember What happens anything. if you do know what's going on? Sorry, sorry that's not, another you, conversation. You, you, you wouldn't know in Twilight. But local... <laughs> you're in the Twilight zone, yeah, darling. Exactly. You're in the Twilight zone. Kind of so. But local <laughs> is when you're awake and you have just an injection. But then you can see. You can't what's... see because there's a contact lens, a dark contact lens, ah. because I need quite a lot of light uh, yeah. focused on the okay. area. And so uh, there's a protective contact lens Great. that's opaque that goes into the eye. So sounds terrifying. Uh, it doesn't, 
god. You know, I have to say for the for the slightly squeamish patient, it's better to have it's either a, twi- a twilight or a very light general, just because you feel more at ease. Therefore, yeah. your blood pressure is less yeah. uh, less volatile. You you tend to bleed but then less. Is recovery less longer. No, it's not. So if you have a very, it's also very dependent on the anesthetist. So mm-hmm. I use a, a, a few anesthetists mm-hmm. who know how I like things. And if you have a very light general, no, you should be able okay. to bounce back. It's a very short procedure. And then dare I ask, what do you actually do? So Ooh. basically I use a Colorado needle, which is a, either I use a blade or, or generally I use a Colorado ble- uh, needle to remove or excise the excess skin on the upper eyelids that what have been that? carefully... There, you can either use a scalpel, and sometimes I do use a scalpel, but often I use um, something that looks like an instrument. It's, it looks like a pen where uh, energy goes through it and it cuts without, it ablates it without uh, uh, without actually using So it's almost a like a laser. It, it's not a laser, but, but it looks like time it. it yeah. People Behaves confuse like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people confuse it with a laser. But mm. I Feeling very to, squeamish. Uh, no, don't feel squeamish. <laughs> I mean, everybody does. It's your eyes. People yeah. are always worried about their eyes. But um, I remove that skin. I, yeah. Prior Prior to having surgery, photographs are taken. Mm -hmm. Then the area is very meticulously marked out with a caliper. Mm -hmm. I measure it while you're sitting up. I also measure it while you're laying down. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that we're taking consistent amounts from both sides Mm -hmm. and that we maintain the symmetry of your eyes and the natural shape because everybody is slightly asymmetric. And so Mm -hmm. I want to maintain the authenticity of the eye. So I remove that little sliver of excess skin. Mm-hmm. I often have it on my Instagram so people see that. Oh. And some people love it, some people don't. I'm going to check it out. Um, and you can check out the ones from today. And then, um, and then I remove a very small amount of muscle that's right on the top bit so you don't have a, a thick upper eyelid. Okay. And we have... All of us have this very small fat pad that's in the medial section of our mm-hmm. upper eyelid that sometimes herniates forward, creating a little bit of puffiness. And I remove almost like a kernel of fat from there. Okay. Um, so then I then stitch uh, the area with one long suture. Okay. Uh, and I put a little bit of a chloramphenicol ointment, which is an antibiotic ointment, mm-hmm. uh, some suture strips, which help maintain... Uh, basically pressure and then uh, a little bit of a pad on the eye. Okay. So for the first 24 hours, it's not painful. Um, it's uncomfortable because you have these pads. I tell people the more they, they keep pressure on the eye and put ice on the eye in the first 24 hours, mm-hmm. the less swelling and potential bruising they have. Ideally, you want to take the next day off. Ideally, I tell everybody to take a week off from a work. Week off. Okay. Um, only because uh, you have stitches in there mm-hmm. that I remove a week later. Mm-hmm. There is, you look worse the Do third you, I was going to say, is it noticeable that you've had surgery? So Obviously, yes. The the first day you don't look so bad actually okay. when you leave the the theater. Um, the next day you're a little swollen, but it's actually the the the, the third day after. So if you okay. count surgery as day one, the day after day two, day three is when that's when you have the full amount of swelling. Okay. But it does not hurt. It is not painful. And if mm-hmm. you put sunglasses on, you could do pretty much all your normal activities. You Fantastic. can go to you know if you need to work on the computer, you can work on the computer. If you mm-hmm. want to go to drop your kids off at school, I was going to say, can. will the kids be terrified when they see you? Um, sometimes on the third day, it can be it just. It depends if you swell and bruise substantially. Most people not, but you know. Have you heard of this laser treatment that now that people are doing? Which, yes. So I do that as well. That? That's Plexar, an alternative to the it's, surgery. It's using isn't it? a plasma arc to uh, basically. Uh, 
treat the skin to tighten the upper eyelid skin. But the, now, the bruising afterwards, it's is... not bruising. It's 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 a carbon uh, patch that basically uh, ah. that stays on there. The black bits that you see, the, the, the dots. Yeah, the, <laughs> okay. the, the dark dots mm-hmm. are not. Uh, they're not bruising and they're ah. not scabbing. It's the remnant of the treatment that's been done. <laughs> really. Now the problem is, is that I'm an oculoplastic surgeon, which means I specialize in this area of the eye. I would never, ever recommend to have a plexar over a blepharoplasty for okay. the upper eyelid. I do occasionally use it. But the cost, presumably, is quite significant. No, the not really. No? You probably need two to three treatments of the plexar, ah, okay. uh, which roughly becomes the same as having a surgery, which really? lasts 10 years as opposed to a couple years. Okay. Now, the problem is with plexar, you have to be very careful on who does it. Uh, one is that you can have hyperpigmentation, and it can be for a prolonged period of time, so it's very important to know. One is is hyperpigmentation. Two is erythema. You can have red and inflamed eyes. Your actual... Not the eye, the eyelid. Okay. And I don't know why you'd want to do that when the surgery, you know, if you have an upper eyelid blepharoplasty, the scar is in your eyelid crease and it's virtually undetectable once it's healed completely. And when you have the laser, you you can have prolonged erythema, which is redness, swelling, and pigmentation. (laughs) And pigmentation around the eyes makes you look more tired. Right. I do on occasion use it for lower eyelids. Lasting. It can be. I mean, there are studies that have shown that it can last, you know, 16 weeks. That's a long (gasps) time. Wow. That is a long time. So actually, surgery sounds better. Even surgery though for the upper eyelid. For me, the the laser the sounded is. less frightening because you don't have to have the anesthetic. Or no, you... but it, you you need some sort of. It's more painful. It's more painful. It is more painful. Okay, so actually, People, surgery is better then. I think surgery is better for the upper eyelids okay. for sure. Okay. For the lower eyelids, it really depends on what's out. Th- what the reason is. So, what what is the lower eyelid? This bit? So, uh, no, the upper eyelid. This is the upper eyelid yeah. on the uh, on the part above the eye. Okay, and like then this... in the lower eye, I know oh. the lower eyelid you can operate on too. So, oh, for instance, right. okay. I've got a lot of crepey skin underneath Me my too. eyes. No, you have I'm... nothing. So, um, basically. In order to remove that, you do a lower eyelid blepharoplasty, which means you cut underneath the lash line of the lower eyelid and you remove uh, a a bit of skin, potentially a little bit of fat if there's fat uh, Mm -hmm. herniation forward, and then you suture that. Okay. Um, If someone has a small amount of skin in that area, you can either do something called a pinch blepharoplasty where you take just a very small sliver of Mm -hmm. skin, or if they have something more pronounced, then you you need... more involving surgery. And what happens if you have filler in that area? Does that usually we dissolve it if if you're going to have does filler stay forever? No, so filler is. Let me go back to that first, yeah. and then I, and yeah. then I'll say. So lower eyelid, that's from the outside. Now, mm-hmm. in somebody who doesn't have a lot of wrinkles and lines, I don't like to create a scar under that area mm-hmm. because once you have a scar. It's more noticeable. Yeah. It's not in a crease. It is in the in the lower eyelid crease. However, it's not like the upper eyelid. Right. So when your eyelids are open, you'll never see an upper eyelid. So it's preferable to have the upper eye done over the lower eye, unless you've got really unless heavy you've skin. Got, yes, okay. and then for people who have fat herniating forward, which means that they have that really puffy lower eyelid, right. you can go from inside the eyelid itself, and which is scarless then, and you can remove very you know, meticulously remove that fat. And then once you remove that fat, that fat never returns. Wow. Do you do that too? I do. 
And you, so but where the, do you go in on that one? So if I pull my eyelid down and you can see it's called the conjunctiva, it's called a transconjunctival blepharoplasty. So it's done, I basically flip the eyelid over and I make an incision from inside the eyelid and there are wow. no sutures afterwards, so there are no stitches. It heals completely on its own. And, um, you know, within a week you're, you're, you look so pretty good. So why wouldn't you do that every time? Uh, if you had fat herniation, you would. But if you have fat and skin, um, then the only way to treat that is to, to remove some of the skin. Okay. Now, again, I don't... I, I always am more... Um, weary of the lower eyelid skin blepharoplasty because of that scar mm. and because I do think that once you have a visible scar that, that potentially you can look older than looking Absolutely. younger and it can you also add change to another yes you, you add, know yes exactly crease. but honestly Miriam do you think that Sophie and I above our eyes when would we need to have that kind of surgery so well, neither we of talked you, about yes, it. We, have we, we said about maybe it. a year or two. Maybe, but it depends. You can mm. never tell how quickly someone is going to <laughs> age or, mm. you know, have. Uh, right now, your eyebrows are doing fine and lifting mm -hmm. them, and you can still see your eyelids. So you'll know. You, you'll mm. you wake up one day and you're going to say, you know what, I just don't want to have these eyelids. I remember anymore. when I first came to see you, though, I looked probably 10 years older than I looked now well the botox helps a little yeah. bit so you know that that little bit of botox helps it just gives that well it, rested it look yes and you you managed to completely because i remember sophie was going when we were filming we were talking mm. about that the other day we were filming mm. ladies of london and sophie had you you had these little had bags under your black, eyes black circles under but my you eyes. had you had the puffiness you know you yeah. had the actual bags mm. and you just don't have them anymore no so that is because we did filler underneath your eyes yeah. and the reason for that is because she never had fat herniation so um mm. that's where people get confused they think they have bags under their eyes, but it's actually not bags. What what Sophie had and what most people have, it's the first sign of aging, is they have loss of volume. So you have loss of volume in that tear trough area, which is that distinction between the eyelid and the cheek. And when you lose that volume, it gives the shadow or an impression that you have dark circles or that you have, you know, that you have puffy eyes. But actually, she didn't have puffy eyes. She doesn't have puffy eyes. We just put a it very so small, small amount and of then filler. you basically just smoothed it, it in. in. Yes. Yeah. So she had just a very I, small I have amount to of say, hyaluronic acid. If ever I would do that again, I would only come to you for that because you did it Thank so you. carefully and it didn't look as if I'd done anything. No, but suddenly, just, you look more I look 10 years younger. You just look more rested. It was honestly one anything. of the most liberating things I've done. It was yeah, no, so, I, I was so overjoyed. But funny enough, you know, it's supposed to last between, they say it's supposed to last between 12 and 18 months, but I find in the lower eyelids, it lasts two to four years and sometimes even longer. So well, you haven't needed it, anything. No. So, well, I might do It does look amazing. Do I need that done? So no, well, the, then there's other, everybody has different types of skin. You have thinner skin like myself. Sophie mm -hmm. has slightly thicker skin and it can be a little bit more prevalent in lighter and thinner skin types. So, so like really well, do. you don't really need them. The no, you, can, it, you, you, you don't need it right now. Yeah. How many hours a night do you think is important to sleep for optimal beauty? Well, I really do think that, um, you know, obviously you need, you need your Zs. So uh, Ariane Huffington wrote that great book on sleep, and it really has changed my life. What's it called? Um, the Sleep Revolution. Oh, I'm going to read and that. It's, uh, that I will send it to both of you. And so it's really 
important. Everybody thinks they don't need sleep. They say, you know what? I can function on five hours, six hours. I can't. Well, thank God that you admit that because actually everybody needs sleep. It's when our body, our circadian rhythm is when our body replenishes, restores, and recalibrates. Mm -hmm. And it rests our brain and it rests everything else. Yes, the sleep. That's exactly it. It's on Amazon Prime. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So... It's really important for your skin. It's really important for the circulation around your eyes because obviously <laughs> dark circles around the eyes look darker if you have more tortuous vessels. Why would you have that? Because they need to rest. You think about how many thousands of times a day that your eyes are blinking. You need you need, and your body needs to rest. So I really do think between seven and nine hours is, is the optimal amount. And, and I'd say for myself, it's more like eight and a half. Me too. I never get eight and a half, but I, I try to catch up a little bit on the weekends. But um, if you really want for your skin... Uh, and for your health, general health, the the more you sleep, the better. I was going to say it's it's much harder now if you've had a heavy night, if you've gone out drinking, and you get to bed late. I now need, if I'm going to go for lunch or meet a friend the next day, I need at least two hours to let my moisturizer sink into my skin, Rehydrate. to put the eye par- masks on under my eyes, because otherwise I look really like. My skin looks so dehydrated. My eyes are puffy. And it takes a while for all of that to go down. So I actually need to get your face mask. And you need to sleep. (laughs) And I need to sleep. I definitely think that's the reason why I've been running around with the stupid cold now for two weeks. And I'm even on antibiotics. I had to surrender to antibiotics. Um, Are you? (laughs) Well, do you know what? It got to the point, Miriam, to be honest with you, that I had been... I've had this cold literally for two and a half weeks it didn't help the fact that I was in Denmark and had to do a swimwear photo shoot in six degrees hail followed by by hosting my son's confirmation which was two days of a lot of guests Mm. and very very late nights and I'd just come back from my weekend in Sevilla where I packed for 37 degrees but it was so bad the weather that we actually lost electricity this, these weather conditions have really affected my body. So when you think it's going to be hot and it's cold, that has gone in. It's so damp in the weather. Mm. I think that's affected my health and, too. And sleep. And, and the, the sleep. lack of yeah. sleep has been the total yeah. icing on the cake. What would you suggest? Is there anything that herbally you would suggest taking or is that not something that you no, kind of... I mean, I, I don't really go into the to the supplements, but I do say that screen time is really you know removing screens from your presence i now sleep with my phone in another room um oh my gosh yalda said the same yeah Yeah, i think it's really important i think my quality of sleep has improved with that and i uh well i don't really watch much tv but if i you know if i did i i wouldn't watch um but I, I, I'm so tired that I'm, I generally just get into bed and I'm, I'm fine, but I work out usually in the evening. So I work out in the evening. I do. No, I go, I go to kicks around the corner or I work out with my trainer or I do Pilates usually in the evening. And then, well, I do that. Well, the thing, no, in the morning, I'm not a morning person, workout person. Uh, although they say that is the best for your body around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. But I, uh, um, I like to work out in the afternoon, evening. Ideally, I'd like to work out in the afternoon, but I'd like to spend time with my kids. So the only time I go is really after my kids go to bed, and then I go to the gym, and then I come back home, and then I do my work. So I do an hour and a half of work, and then I go to bed. 
take Starting a nice heart, Tell me, how are your gorgeous kids? When I last saw you, you were in Dubai and you were actually on your way to Iran. I was indeed. I want to hear about how Iran was. And for all those people out there who have a fascination like I do with Iran and Persian food happens to be one of my most favorite oh, foods in the whole over. wide world. Tell me about your trip in Iran. Well, I have to say my trip to the Middle East was really amazing. So I went to Dubai for Easter, um, part pleasure, part for work. I'm going to be launching the skincare range there hopefully um, soon. Amazing. Yes, yeah. very exciting. I can't tell you yet, but um, it will hopefully be very shortly. Um, and then afterwards, I went to visit my family in Iran. My parents were also there visiting from the States. So my kids and I went. We had a really great time seeing all the cousins. I have, you know, 51st cousins uh, just going around. It's always nice to see. I, I try to do some cultural things with the children since like they are, we go to museums. We go visit the old palaces. We, you know, we go up to the mountains. Um, we, we just try to get a taste of the culture there because they really don't don't have any of that here in London and uh given that I don't have any family any, here any culture, no, 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 no 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 my Iranian <laughs> culture but tons of other culture but yes you know what my darling because I had I grew up with a very 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 close um Iranian girlfriend and you know so many of you who who are living in England had to uh leave your beloved country what does it feel like now going back there? Do you feel safe there? Has it kind of returned no. to... What's it like? So I um, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but I was... Uh, I don't remember what in Iran before the revolution was like. So I can only say what it was like immediately after the revolution and then since then how it's progressed. The Iranian people are a warm, loving, happy, uh, fun culture. Um, family is hugely important. They are extremely generous. And, you know, it's one of those things that I, I am always very sad when I leave because I have wonderful memories. You know, I don't really do much when I'm there in terms of socializing, but I'm with my family and, you know, my family gets together. It's like 60 people every day for lunch, breakfast and dinner. So, and just having noise and cousins and a little bit of chaos and, you know, everything is around. A lot of very delicious food. And lots of food because you cannot eat enough for any Persian family. So, you know, it's, I find it. That's why they like me so much, I think. Yes, yes, yes. That's why my husband's always watching you. You're, you're cooking. He wants you to make food for him. Darling, <laughs> any day, any day. It's so funny. I've known Miriam's husband since I was 18. He was one of the first people I met when I came to London when I was modeling. Wow. Yeah, That's obviously incredible. only five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But your cooking, he's always inspired by your cooking. It's quite funny. Oh, bless him. But so, so do you feel safe when you're in Iran? Yes, of course. I mean, this time, every time that I go, I'm always surprised that there are more and more tourists. Um, there are a lot of Asian tourists because I think it's just easier for them to come. I've never felt unsafe in Iran. I've never, if I ever felt unsafe, I would never take my children with me. Mm. I think media and propaganda and, you know, really does taint uh, what is actually happening in Iran. But the people themselves are not a representation of the government. So, you know, I have a great time. I've never felt unsafe ever there. And, you know, while I do have to wear hijab while I'm there, I, I don't even find that. 
You know, so both Sophie and I have quite a lot of very, very, very dear Iranian friends. And so I think both of us would love one day to make a trip. If we were to do that, what time of year is the best time of year to go? And where would you recommend? Would we go to Tehran? You'd have to go go everywhere. There's so many places to go to. That's the beauty of Iran. You have four seasons at any given time. And there are so many historical um, places to go to. Obviously, I would say now is not the time given that Israel just, you know, made a declaration that Iran is... (laughs) developing nuclear weapons again and that Trump has an agenda against Iran. But hopefully in the future when that does change, you know, there's so many beautiful places. You have to go to Persepolis, you have to go to Isfahan. Maybe you, you will to to take Tehran. us, darling. Maybe you love, will take us. I would one love time you I go. would love to have that. After we've had our eye lifts, then maybe we can yes. recover in Iran. <laughs> Miriam, Sophie, um, I can't wait for Sophie to try all your products. Yes, I've tried quite a few of them and I think that once Sophie and I have really tried every single one of your product and really understood what it is we would love to have you back in another couple of months we've also got a lot of listeners out there who are so madly passionate about everything around health and beauty so often after one of our podcasts there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of questions which we will answer with Miriam next time we bring her on to Keeping It Real by Caroline and Sophie for Miriam's products go to her Instagram Dr. Miriam Zermani and Miriam's products can be bought on? Um, on our website, mzskin.com, or you can go into Harrods, Netaporte, Fortnum's, Harvey Nichols, lots of different places. But you can go through all of them on this, the website, which is www.mzskin.com. Darling, thank you so much for thank coming today. Thank you guys today. so it much for having me. It's always so much fun. Such a pleasure to have you, thank sweetheart. You, thank you. I've got such an education and I'm very tempted now to make this step. Not yet, but not yet, in the future. Yet. And I would know I'll be in safe hands with you. So thank you so much for coming to share all thank your knowledge. You. Thank you. Thank you. your way to beautiful girl. That's why it'll never work. You have me suicidal, suicidal When you say it's over Damn all these beautiful girls They only wanna do your dirt They'll have you suicidal, suicidal When they say it's over See, it started at the park Used to chill after dark Ooh, and you took my heart that's when we fell apart Cause we both thought That love lasts forever Lasts forever They say we too young To get ourselves sprung Oh, we didn't care We made it very clear And they also said That we couldn't last together Last together See, it's very defined You're one of a kind But you mash up my mind you are figured decline, oh Lord, my baby is driving me crazy. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.